Welcome, Moon and Star. Dagotho welcomes you to this place where destiny is made. How's it going? Um, as you can hear, uh, Mooplegwix, the little old orc lady, is just walking through the Sadenine, the Sadenine countryside, back to the starting town of Sadenine. Um, it's it's me, editor Dan here. This is more post commentary because uh, this is this is the last episode where the audio was all messed up. Uh, so while while I'll mix in a little bit of that messed up audio, it's mostly going to be me telling you what's going on. Uh, you'll remember in last episode, we got halfway to Balmora, where we want to go and like uh, maybe do some questing for the temple. We got halfway there when we met a horny lady and we uh, helped her meet a sexy elf. And as a reward, she's like, "Oh, you should go be friends with my friend Bernard Early. He lives in Telbranora." And I'm like, "Telbranora? I want to know how to get to Telbranora or meet your friend. Who wouldn't?" So the only way I know how to know how to get to places is to talk to the barkeeper in Sadenine's pub, whose name is Alone. And as a part-time ranger, I guess it's like her job to tell everyone how to get to places. So uh, I'm just, I'm uh, right now backtracking back to the pub, and we're going to find out if Alone can tell me how, how to get to Telbranora. Let's see. Okay, she doesn't know where Tell 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 Renora is. I'm gonna go see if I can get there on the Shield Strider. How do you do? May we talk? Yeah, so we are gonna head to the Silt Strider Rider instead and try there. Uh, as I'm walking to the Silt Strider Rider, uh, I stumble through a pool of water and my athletic skill increases. And if you ever wanted to know what the athletic skill increase sounds like in the land of bad audio, here it is. Yeah, right? So then we get to the Silt Strider. Huh. No, you can't get there on the Silt Strider either. You cannot take a Silt Strider to Telbranora. So this whole endeavor was a complete waste of time. Backtracked for no reason, and now Mooplewix has got to backtrack back to, to where she was, halfway to Balmora, and she gesticulates wildly with rage, but is uh, resolute in her ambitions. She will not be, not be disheartened. She thinks to herself, huh, maybe from Balmora I can catch a boat or something to meet this... This exciting Bernard Early guy in Telpranora. So let's see how we go. On the way to Balmora, Mupluix looks up at the sky, and it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Alright, off we go. Later down the path, I enter into the ravine mentioned in the directions. And Mooplegwix encounters a slug. Oh. Slug. Got it. Got it. Nothing else interesting happens on the walk to Balmora, except I think I see some marshmallow and I run off the path to go pick it, only to find that it's a plant that looks just like marshmallow, which is called chokeweed or something. And I'm like, oh, chokeweed. I thought this was marshmallow. I think that's really funny. <laughs> That's a marshmallow. Oh, yuck, chokeweed. But well, I use it to make a potion of restore fatigue anyway. And then we get to Balmora. And, and right as we arrive at the city gates, guess what it does, listeners? Guess what? Guess what happens? It starts to rain. And now, uh, you and I 
Uh, Moon and Star, we both love rain ambience. No one doesn't love rain ambience. But, uh, <laughs> all right, well, let me just play you a little bit of the bad audio track and let's see if we can hear what Dan was saying in the past, shall we? Um, so if I'm suddenly a Looking at the video footage, I can tell that I'm just walking through town looking for a boat on the river uh, that might take me to Telbranora, but I don't end up finding one. And then I just sit by the banks and I explain the geography of the city. It's like two banks, a city that's split in half by a river and there's like one side of the city and there's another side of the city. Um, and then I, I just walk uh, straight through to the, the opposite end of the city that I entered at and I see something uh, like a, a domed building up on a hill outside the city itself and I have this memory from my childhood playthroughs of this game that this is the temple and so I, I, uh, I gleefully stride up the slope and I read a sign saying that this is the Dunmare Temple and I'm like, Dunmare Temple? I wonder if they'll let me join even though I'm an orc and then I step through the doors well, why does the door say Balmora Temple and the sign says Dunmare Temple? Is it like... Okay, just like bunk beds over here. Someone in a robe. How's it going? It's cool. It looks like you're part of a community. A community. Shopping for enchantments. I'm not really shopping for enchantments. Alright, so that loud guy who just shouted at me, his name's Ilan Favron, and he's an enchanter. Like, and I look at his enchantments, and yeah, they're cool. He puts, like, healing magic on armor. That's his whole shtick. And then I start looking through his dialogue to try and figure out, like, are you gonna, can I use, like, can you tell me about the temple, maybe? And nah, he doesn't really. He doesn't want to. So I keep on wandering around. I find, like, a pit of ashes and bones, like we find in crypts. I find a guy who is the alchemist. His name is Dralval Randrarano. He's got a real cool room. I love his room. I wish I had one like this. There's lots of really cool rooms in this temple. Um, yeah, his room has like a... It's got like a little ramp up to a mezzanine level. And his bed is in like a cool little bed nook. And there's a special nook in the nook. Where there's a tr like a chest set in like a gap in the wall. It's just a real Fresh cool room. I like it a lot. Screens. Sacks. Candles. Rugs. It's amazing. And he's got this uh, this journeyman's mortar and pestle worth 400 drakes. And I've only got 200 drakes. And I buy some wick wheat and I think to myself, hmm, I'd love that. I'd love that mortar and pestle. But uh, it'll just have to wait till some other time. So I keep on wandering around the temple, hoping to find like the, the top of the temple. The temple, the temple, the big, you know, the big potato in the temple. And then I uh, go over this way. I'm going to an upstairs area now. Oh, here's the top of the dome! Are you the head of the temple? Feldralo Sadri? Welcome, my child. Do you seek to join the temple? I do. You have a promising look. Perhaps we could use you. Do you wish to join, or shall you hear our doctrine first? Yeah, let me hear the doctrine. Your fourfold duties are to faith, family, masters, and all that is good. 
perform holy quests and bring luster to the temple. Never transgress against your brothers or sisters, in thought or in deed, as we are all of one body. If you somehow fail to uphold these ideals, you may speak with a master or the patriarch to be cleansed of your wrongdoings. Do you still want to join? Yes, I am worthy. You are now a layman of the temple. Welcome, Sister Mooplegwix. I am one of several masters that you can go to to get your duties. And if you perform well, advancement in the temple is not out of the question. Tell me about duties. Before I give you any other duties, you should prove your faith by making the pilgrimages of the Seven Graces. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I've heard about the Seven Graces, but tell me a little bit more about them. Take this book, The Pilgrim's Path. Nice. I stole from that man for no reason. It describes where the pilgrimage sites are. After you have completed these pilgrimages, speak with me again. I should warn you that while most of these are easy, the pilgrimages of Ghostgate and the Ruddy Man are more difficult. You may wish to do those last. Pilgrim's path has been added. And with that, we're officially pilgrims, listeners, on a pilgrimage. Um, I decide that uh, it would be a little bit too much to... um, make this whole episode about visiting all seven sites of grace but uh i'm gonna make this episode about starting the pilgrimage so that's what this episode has turned into the quest is the beginning of the pilgrimage um and uh, i look around the rest of this big domed room and i find a little church library and i look through all the books there's just a whole bunch of religious texts which oh my phone's ringing oh hang on listeners Alright, I'm back. Not to worry. Um, yeah, there's, 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 like, looking at the books, blah, 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 blah. I find there's two books which are from a series called, like, The 37 Lessons of Vivek, or something like that, or The 32 Sermons of Vivek. Uh, both of the ones that I read are worth 200 bucks, and they both up my skills. One of them ups, like, unarmed, one of them ups something else. Like, it's not, it's not big, important skills, but it's cool. And there's like 30-something of them. And I think to myself, well, wouldn't it be cool to like, you know, if I can, start collecting the whole series. I could go back to Sadanine and put them up on my bookshelf in my little house I own. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I decide to just quickly before I go out to the first, the closest pilgrimage site, which is the Fields of Camus. Um, I, I didn't mention this last episode, but when I stole the copy of the Pilgrim's Path, my map was updated with two of the locations of the, the pilgrim pilgrimages. Maybe three. If, like, I didn't look very... I couldn't see them. I could only see Fields of Camus and Ghostgate pop up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. And the reason is most of them are... Like, most of the sites are actually in Vivek City. So we'll be spending a little bit of time in Vivek City later on in the series. Get hyped for... for um, yeah, for Ziggurat Town, for, for Pyramid Land. Um, yeah, Pyramid City. But for now, uh, I'm just going to go to the closest one, I reckon. Uh, and before I leave, I, I figure out I'll, I'll check out the basement. And I'm just walking through the temple. And I'm so excited about being a pilgrim. I do something which I'm really grateful for. Editor Dan is really grateful for. I, I decide to make a little editing joke where I turn the music off. So I, I go into the options and I disable the music so that I can put in this uh, this drone metal track I quite like. 
called uh, Pilgrimage by Om. Um, so yeah, so instead of music, we now get to listen to Om's Pilgrimage. And it means that the audio becomes sort of listenable to in the quiet environment of this temple because there's no wind and rain. The only loud noises are footsteps and people screaming at me. So, but you can deal with that. You just get, get used to it. So let's just... Editor, Editor Dan can take a little break from editing for a bit. There we go. You can just right. see what happened in real time. There's the downstairs. There's the downstairs area. Yep. Just a big bunch of pits of ash down here. Loads of them. And some people. Lantheo Halalu. Oh, I've heard of your last name. Uh, I'm Lathino Halalu. Welcome to Balmora. Um, you sell spells? Mysticism, mysticism, mysticism. You're a mystic. Restoration, restoration. Mysticism, restoration. Vigor. Cure common disease. Intervention. Alm CV intervention. Okay. Oh, you sell books. Look at all these books. You sell paper. Um, I'm gonna sell one of my copies of the Pilgrim's Past. I don't know which one is stolen. I tell you what. Let's sell and then buy her copy of the Pilgrim's Path. So I'm selling them for twenty-four bucks. I can buy them for twenty-five. Oh, and the total transaction will be zero dollars or zero drakes. So I'm giving her two copies, buying one copy, and that's a great deal for me because it just means I've gotten rid of my stolen copies. You offer spell making, but I'm not interested right now, thanks. There's someone else down here. Are you an alteration person? Yeah, you might be. Mysticism, restoration. I guess all, everyone in the temple is, they're not going to be. Um, Oh, Mark. Mark and Recaller would be worth learning. 177 gold. So that's a, that's a spell, that's a mysticism spell. I would be really bad at casting it, but it would be worth trying anyway. Yeah, I'm going to buy Mark. Because Mark and Recall work like, I could cast Mark here go somewhere else, then cast Recall, and I would go to where I, I cast Mark. So even if I'm... So can you... And you could sell me Recall if I had 175 bucks. Do you buy potions? You've got 300 bucks. Yeah. Let me just stop here, quickly mix a bunch of potions, see if I can make enough money to buy Recall. Then we could have Mark and Recall, even though our mysticism is, is not that good. Made a couple of potions. Um, mostly the what I had was ingredients for health potions. But let's see if I've got some other potions here. Yeah, I don't need four. Magic I don't need. Restore potions. I don't need. Need. Restore fatigue. That's good. I'll keep that. Restore health. Restore health. Restore health. Restore health. Okay, I can sell all this for 146 bucks. That should get me enough to buy. Done. Okay. 
Amazing. Okay, cool. Great, now I have Mark and Recall. I'm not good at using it, but I have it. It could come in handy. Um, I don't have any magic to cast it right now. Um, but, oh well. Oh good! Uh, let's head to the fields of Camus for our first, uh, our first pilgrimage. The freshest ingredients in So, I hope you enjoyed those three or four minutes of real-time, listeners, because uh, as we step out into the rain again, we're back into post-commentary land, because my audio during the rain is just completely irretrievable. It's very difficult to make out what I'm saying, even for me. And I said it. But so, uh, yeah, we start, um, we start heading... We backtrack, uh, like, using the same path that we used to get here. You know, we walk through Balmora and then through a little bit of the countryside called West Gash. Um, and on the road, I start to uh, do some stupid thinking, which I thought was really smart. I start to think that, uh, actually, I, I, I shouldn't be playing without the game audio um, because it'll mess things up for me in editing later on. And, like, looking back, I'm like, you idiot. What are you, like, what are you talking about? I guess it made sense in the moment. Yeah, sure enough, I stop along the path in West Gash. I fade, um, I tell Editor Dan to fade down Om's pilgrimage. And we didn't even get to the metal bit. So all of you, you, <laughs> I heard you fucking metal heads looking for some beats. Metal heads looking for some beats! Yeah, you're like, this isn't metal, Dan. This is just some guy going, ah. Yeah, we didn't get to the, the metal bit. It's not even that... Anyway, but the point is, I fade it down. I fade the game audio back up. Uh, and and then we just keep on going. We approach the, the, the Ashen Ravine, the volcanic sort of um, canyon, which runs... Uh, like from the center of the island of Morrowind down south to the coast and to Sedanine. We we entered this canyon and fought a slug on the way up to Balmora and now on the way back down to the branching path to Fields of Camus we enter the canyon again and I see a signpost and it's like uh, this way to Balmora, that way back to Sedanine and then one little arrow is pointing back up the ravine, up the canyon saying this way to Ghostgate. And I pull out my map and I have a little look, and I'm like, you know, what, what, why, why is it a good idea to do this last? Pilgrimages aren't going to make me better at fighting. At the end of the pilgrimage quests, I'm not going to be stronger and tougher. I'm going to be as strong as I am now. I might as well, if it's convenient for me, I'm going to go up to Ghostgate, and this can be the Ghostgate episode. So, like, screw the fields of Camus. I'm on my way to Ghostgate. And then off we go to Ghostgate, listeners. Alright, so now we're traveling north up the ravine, and I like see a cool old Dwemar bridge. I go under the Dwemar bridge, and then I fight a cliff racer, and then I fight a slug, and then I see some ugly Dwemar ruins uh, with like strange, you know, 
St. Petersburg Cathedral Onion Domes, but they're all weird and metal and dwarven, and I totally bypass it because I'm afraid of combat at the moment. And then I get accosted by a Nyx Hound, but I defeat her, and then I fight a Cliff Racer, and then I fight another Cliff Racer, and by this point, I'm pretty badly beaten up, so I think I've got to drink a, one of my many valuable health potions that I've made, and I make the shocking discovery that the health potions that I make with my apprentices, uh, Mortar and Pestle, they can uh, recover one hit point per second for four seconds. That's the health potions that I've been making. So four hit points over four seconds total totaling four hit points they're trash they're garbage and i'm like i suck but then i go on and i fight another cliff racer and then i fight a rat and then i level up my spear still skill increased and i should rest and meditate on what i've learnt. can i oh i can i can rest until heal i could level up listeners it's our first level up let me do that. Rest until healed. And I've ascended to level two. Cool. I realized that all my life I've been coasting along as if I were in a dream. And suddenly, facing the trials of the last few days, I've come alive. I could up my agility by two. I could up my endurance by three and my speed by three. Or my strength by two and my intelligence by two. That's because I've been using skills governed by these attributes. I haven't used any skills governed by willpower or personality, I think. My endurance is really high. My speed's really low. Give me more speed. Um, I also want, let's see, agility, which will increase my ability to hit enemies, and strength, or do I want intelligence? Yeah, I think agility, strength, and speed. And then I fight a cliff racer, and then I fight another cliff racer, and then I fight a rat. And then from out of nowhere, a rat comes out, and it even swears at me. What the hell? What the fuck? What is happening? Oh, another... And it takes me by surprise, but then I fight it, and I get it. And then I see a little bug called a scrib, I don't fight it. But then I do fight a Nyx Hound, and then I get to go skate. And just outside of the ghost gate, there's like a sort of, you know, big Dunmare temple looking entrance gate to the, in this big, it's like a big magic fence is what it's like. Big magic blue energy fence and there's a sort of a temple lodged in the middle with like a gate sort of thing in the, in the middle of the, it was where I, the ghost gates where I'm going. But there's people which are just like milling around in a campsite. I go up to talk to them and this guy's got a remarkable name. Zelad Astadashi. This is Ghost Gate, and my name is Zalad Astradashi. But Zalad Astradashi doesn't have anything interesting to say. He's just like, oh, we don't hear much around here. We're like really isolated. He's, uh, he's a scout, but he doesn't know any exciting things like how to get to Telbranora or anything. But Zalad Astradashi has a good friend named Tunapi Shamrabosa. And Tunapi Shamrabosa has some interesting things to say about the ghost fence when I ask. Tell me about Ghost Fence. The Ghost Fence is a magic wall around Red Mountain. The settled people created this barrier to keep the devil Dagoth Ur and his beasts and servants trapped in Red Mountain. Tell me about Dagoth Ur. Dagoth Ur is the devil and the enemy. Dagoth Ur and his beasts and servants are the source of many evils that beset the Dunmere and Morrowind. Dagoth Ur dwells in fiery caverns beneath Red Mountain. 
served by his kin called Ash Vampires and by legions of deformed monsters. Um, tell me about the Dunmare. We are the Dunmare, the dark-skinned, red-eyed elven people who followed the Prophet Valoth out of the southwest, generation upon generation ago, settling here in Morrowind. We are the true Dunmare. We have remained true to the sacred rites and customs of our forefathers. The House People, also called the Settled People, called Dark Elves by the Outlanders, are also of the ancient lineage of the Prophet Valoth. Okay, thanks. Great. I haven't much time. Alright. Okay, nice treasure chest. Oh, it's trapped? You've got a trapped treasure chest here? Not locked, just trapped? Cool. Great. Have fun with that. I'm gonna go make pilgrimage to this pillar. This triller tribe. Um. Whatever it's called. This thing. Ghost fence? Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so we fiddle with a button. Do we? Let's let's hang on, I gotta watch the footage again. Oh damn. Yeah, so I fiddle with a button that opens the gate, but then I'm like, wait, but where's the shrine though? Is it in this? Uh, and I go up and sure enough, this is like this weird gate. In the middle it's a gate, and on the left and right there are like two buildings joined together beneath the gate on a basement level and this is like a chapter house of the temple i go in there and i'm like is the shrine here or is it through the gate where's the shrine so i do what any good little pilgrim should do pull out their book and read about the the pilgrim's path so has has me has me reading the book puzzle canal the shrine of courtesy the palace the shrine of diversity cold cave the shrine of valor the Ghost Fence, the Shrine of Pride. The Ghost Fence is a lasting symbol of the indomitable will and power of Almsivi, and a monument to Dunmer Pride in overcoming its enemies. The Shrine of Pride is found within the Ghost Fence, just northeast of the Ghost Gate itself. So within the Ghost Fence, just northeast of the Ghost Gate itself, the safest route to Ghost Gate is along the Foida Mamia. A volcanic ravine running from the top of Red Mountain southwest to its end just below Balmora. So I've I followed that. That's cool. An old Dwemer bridge crosses the Foida near Fort Moonmoth. Yep, I saw that. A pilgrim may follow the Foida Mamiya all the way to Ghost Gate. Any journey inside the ghost fence is dangerous, but even the most timid pilgrim should be safe, so long as he does not stray too far from the ghost gate and flees from any minions of Dagoth Earth. When you address the shrine, it's customary to leave a soul gem in remembrance of our ancestors who are bound to the tribunal service. I happen to have one petty soul gem, value 10 bucks, weight 0 0.2. Yes, so that's lucky. Could I have bought one from you? Maybe I want a better one. No, you only sell potions. Okay, so it looks like I've got a... This is cool that this, this little temple building is here. Uh, yeah, a layman of the temple. Yeah, this is like a little branch of the temple that I'm exploring now. It's cool that it's here. You sell more potions. Um, but what I need to do is go through... Go through the ghost gate and walk a little bit past the ghost fence. 
Alright, so I go to make my way out of the temple. On the way, I quickly uh, talk to someone about buying another spell, this time in the Alteration School, which is my main my main one, you know. I get uh, Rally Other, or Rally Creature, or, yeah, I think it's Rally Other, or something like that. I don't really know what it does, and I still don't really know what it does. But it was cheap, so I get it. And then I get out of the temple, and I go through the Ghost Gate, and then I'm in, like, scary Red Windy Zone. And then I fight a blighted rat, and then I fight a cliff racer, and then I fight another cliff racer, and then just off the path up a hill, I see a triolith, and I donate a ten dollar soul gem to it, and it gives me a blessing, which is like shield, twenty five points of shield, and that's gonna last for half a day. That's pretty good. And also, this touching message is to play displayed when I get my blessing. Grace of Christ, thank you for your pride, Lord Vivek. I shall not doubt myself or my gods shall insist upon them and my ancient rights. I made the pilgrimage to Ghost Gate and read the Grace of Christ. Ah. And so with that quest accomplished, it's time to end the episode, listeners. Tune in next time when the when the when the acceptable audio returns and I don't have to do so much work editing the episodes. For those of you who have enjoyed this post-commentary, too bad. Back to normal next episode. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye.